I can make a fake snake. Do you not pee in the pool? Do you, 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 you not pee on the barbie? All of myself is clean. <laughs> Broadcasting from where all acquaintance be forgot, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, Wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host who has never watched wrestling. We talk about the backstory, we watch the match, then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. The purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches. And secondly, as a window into the mind of the man of 54,097 compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of Matt Drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the gambling guru, the Kyle Seeger of pro wrestling, he is flying Ryan Murphy. Ryan, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, fantastic. Glad to be here. <laughs> You know, absolutely. I've been feeling kind of like shitty all day. Like I, there, there was a point briefly where I was thinking to myself, I this may be the first time where I bail on Ryan and I say I'm not up for it today. But then I, I rallied, uh, and and you know what? Reading through the intro, it made me feel better. Oh, good, good. <laughs> uh, that yeah, that would have been the first time. Yeah. Not that I've done it. Several times, but you know, it's been a while. I don't recall the last time you did it. It has been a while. I know you gave me, I got a huge lecture one time for like not just bailing, but like short, like a huge lecture. Yeah. Um, I had to like listen to this both on like text and then I got a phone call <laughs> and then we, we did it anyway. But it was just, it was just one of those moments. It was like, I'm not like mad, but I'm like, I'm, I am like super disappointed how you're handling. And I was like, oh shit. Like, and I, um, I don't think I bailed since, and that was that was probably that was a while ago. That was a while ago. It was a while over a year. Uh, yeah. I think that was during, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was during our original virtual run. It was. It was definitely. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah, I was at home. It's yeah. been a while. It's mm-hmm. probably yeah been over yeah. a year. Well, I'm glad that that's such a seminal moment Jesus. in our relationship. I might need to, you. to like take one of these off. Like I might need to call out like you know an hour before just to like <laughs> you know. Shake things up. Yeah, just assert your dominance in this relationship. Mm-hmm. I can, you can't just yeah. have me walking all over you all this time. That uh, right, right, right. That right, doesn't yeah. make sense for no. anybody. Let's just get it out of the way. And so, to so you're aware, Ryan. Um, this is the the air date of this episode. It's coming out December thirtieth, twenty twenty one. So this is happy Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, but at the time of this recording. Uh, Ryan, he looks giddy. You know, when I first saw him today, I could tell he was in a good mood. He's all jazzed up. And the reason he's all jazzed up, and, and you as the listener, you're going to have a little bit of insight that uh, that neither Ryan or myself have. Uh, but Ryan, you, how, how about those Mariners? How about those Mariners? How about those Mariners? Yeah. Uh, you know, it was funny because it was a little bit of a shock to me. They, like, like... Yesterday, I got a text from a buddy in Seattle, and he's like, 
like something like this is a big series or a big weekend or like I can't believe I'm watching a game when the Mariners aren't playing or something I was like holy uh-huh. shit like so I checked the yeah, to go back and I check the standings. I was just up in Seattle, Bob Mariners tickets, you know, like, yeah. but then they lost the following two games. Like, holy shit, the Mariners are like a half game back. <laughs> this is, I know, I know, Eric, like, this might not be a big deal for you, but this is the longest sports drought in sports history, not just MLB history. The playoff drought that the Mariners are facing is the longest playoff drought or postseason drought in all of sports. Really? Is is that? It's crazy. Are you sure you're positive about this? I am a hundred percent positive. Eric, come on! I am a <laughs> I am a diehard Mariners fan. Right? Yeah. Jury's still out on the Kraken, but but for sure Mariners fan. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, His services so, can be bought, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I it's not that I don't like you know I kind of expect a full on collapse this weekend, like <laughs> as the Mariners control their own <laughs> destiny. I kind of feel like that could come, but. You know, to even be in the last series uh-huh. of the regular season and have a chance to, like, go to... If we win out, we go to the playoffs. Yeah. It's not like if another team loses... I think we would play a 163rd game, but we could win out and go to the playoffs, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, so. and, and you're planning to watch all these games, I'm assuming. Like, you have time set aside to do this. So, yeah, MLB TV, like, I was... <laughs> gonna get it but then t-mobile stopped like the plan that mm-hmm. they offered mm-hmm. and i called him and i was like what the fuck like <laughs> that sucks yeah i i didn't say that i like i love t-mobile Big shout out to them. but like <laughs> stop that. um so i think they give like a week free trial so i use my week free trial and okay. then i'll you know the playoffs you know if we, it'll be interesting but like this is nuts this is and it's at home right it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild environment surprised you're not like, flying you up probably, I, I thought I really did, but I am so, <laughs> you know. I, You've lost so I much money work. of your gambling earnings that you can't afford to fly up I here. I started to working, say and I haven't been, like, as broke as I, <laughs> like, you know, like, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. I work for a for-profit bank now. I shouldn't be this broke. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you need a little bit so, of that profit your way, Ryan. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought about it, but I was like, fuck, and what if they lose? Like, I'm going to be so pissed, like. Or oh, spend yeah. it, like a day. That'd be a miserable well, which, which is very likely to happen, but you know, we'll see. Um, so anyway, it's exciting news for, you know, Seattle and, you know, people who get to, who are lucky enough to live up in that region, such as yourself. Sure. I consider myself uh, very lucky. It's when we were texting and to kind of put a bow on the, on the baseball thing, but you know, if you have any, we're just going to bow it up already. We're not going to bow it up yet. I've wanted <laughs> to bow it up like so quickly. I'm not like, bowing it up. It's the post. <laughs> you just said we're going to, we're going to bow it up. up. I mean, we're not going to talk for an hour and a half about the fucking Mariners, Ryan. So we're eventually going to bow it up. But, uh, <laughs> we're going to bow it up right now. Like <laughs> we're not bowing it up right this second to, to, to pre bow the bow. To put the little name tag like you do on the Christmas gifts, like a to and from, like this is that. The bow is next, but this is the little yeah. gift tag so you know who the gift is for before you put the bow on, Ryan. Uh, yeah. We were talking yesterday about baseball, the Mariners, etc. I realized until you said the name Kyle Seeger to me, I couldn't name one single Seattle Mariner. And then I thought about it even more. I can't name one single Major League Baseball player today. Who's the most famous Major League Baseball player right now? Who's the Michael Jordan of Major League Baseball? So, 
Because like I was trying to think if there's any guy. So like the only there name is there is there's a there's a guy. Is Brett Boone still playing? Oh God, my favorite player of all time. <laughs> uh, Boone. So like to be totally honest, yeah. I have also like lost track of baseball as well, and like a lot of sports. Like I watch football, but I'm still like I've kind of lost track of like names. Like okay. Uh, so I don't know a lot of big players either. Even on the Mariners, like I'm like shit. Like I'm barely. I know everyone. Like I could pretty much name the roster from 2011, 2001. I every single player back sure. up in the minor leagues. You know, today, fucking Kyle Seager is about like. <laughs> uh, Have I been overestimating your love of baseball this whole time? So it's just that, like, over a 20-year stretch of, like, you know, not being interesting, like, I have lost, you know, some interest in, in the game I love. Like, that's <laughs> unfortunate. And that's on the Mariners. I, I hold them accountable for, for what they've done to my love of baseball. But the game, and once we get, get you know, once we get the fans back in it, our boy Kyle Seeger is going to, like, you know, really, like, continue to rile us up until we know all the players. You know? <laughs> This doesn't sound like behavior of someone who's true to the blue to me, Ryan. I've watched a lot of like post game lost uh, uh, threads on like Reddit. Okay, over the course of my uh, that's almost the same day. as knowing the names of the players. Yeah. Well, which player are you looking for? Like, I probably won't know. Well, no, play, I'm, like, that's the thing. Is what I'm saying is, and I thought you were going to be this big beacon of knowledge, which clearly you're clearly you're not. But I, yeah. when you when we were talking about it, I figured you were going to be excited because hey, the Mariners might end up going to the playoffs again. By the time people are hearing this, they're going to know exactly what the fuck happened with all that. Happy World Series to the Mariners, I guess. But uh, you know, I the more I thought about it, I was shocked because I've always considered myself fairly well versed in the world of sport. Uh, where I've like yeah. maybe not following like a lot of sports like super intently, but I at least have like a general knowledge of like who the big deals are in, in each one. But like when I really stop to think about it, I don't know any Mariners. And to even take that a step further, as I mentioned before, I don't know anyone playing Major League Baseball today. I don't think like if you if so if someone had me at gunpoint and said name a baseball player right now in 2021, I don't think I could come up with one single player. Besides Kyle Seeger so, now, only because you said the name to me yesterday. Kyle Seeger's a throwback to 2011, so that's why he's on my, on my radar. But, like, Tom Murphy hit, hit a couple home runs while we were there, uh, uh, you know, okay. a month ago or fucking, so. Tom Murphy, Irish, my guy. Goddamn Irishman. Uh, I, think, I think, like, Jared Kelsner is, is another one. Okay. Uh, now they're, now there's, you know, just to know a little bit more than you in this subject, I'm going to run off a couple names that... Yeah. That I know, but I I don't know a lot. I've been go, you know, I I just moved, right? Like I have, ex- <laughs> I have a great excuse. Um, yeah, and I don't have, I can't watch root sports anymore. Mm-hmm. So you know, all those things. So the answer but, to where I root for you is nowhere. I don't root anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can no longer root. I'm in. I'm incapable of rooting. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Okay, Eric. Like, <laughs> call me out, like whatever. I'm just hitting all the hashtags. The Mariners. I'm hitting all the hashtags, uh, Ryan. That's all. We're doing it right now. Now is the time to get back in and 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 rejoin the bandwagon. If you've jumped off, yeah, you know? yeah. This now is the is time. That time. This is. The, I mean, yeah. So, not right now. The time you're listening, but now the time of the recording. So I, I mean, or or maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe in December, like, hey, get ready for that uh, 2022 season. It's. I mean, spring training's right around the corner. Uh, so get ready for it. Get on the bandwagon. This is a great time for it. Totally, and I, and I, <laughs> and I think we're gonna, 
we're going to really make a statement next season. So yeah. um, depending on what we did this season, maybe we'll make it, you know. Uh, question. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to yeah. put a bow on this. I have one last question for you about this. And if you have anything else that's you know of interest, let me know. But, but uh, one question for you. If the Mariners do make the playoffs, are you going to make a bet on them? I think I think no because <laughs> okay. uh, I I'm a boy. Well, fuck. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I don't know. I think I would lean towards no. I'm like st- I've, I need to stay away from casinos right now. It's been a big like sure. That's where I like to go up here. But I but but Eric, <laughs> I may drop a few hundred bucks and come up and check out a playoff game. Okay. You know, okay. If I can get in, sure. We'll see. Who knows. But what, whatever happened to living and experiencing life, Eric? Why well, now we just gamble and put everything on TikTok? You know. Yeah, I hate, I hate that about how we as a society are. We're just all gambling and TikTok and all the live long. We're day. just gambling and TikTok. Yeah, that's it. It yeah. makes me fucking sick. Uh, okay, well, go to the fucking game. Go go know? to the game, everybody. Next season, not now. You can't travel in time, presumably. Um, okay, cool. All right, so I think that that concludes the baseball talk. We'll we'll check in as uh, your hopes and dreams are dashed as time goes on. But for right now, I think I'm going to leave you riding high on the horse. We'll see how how this goes uh, moving forward. <laughs> uh, question for you, Ryan. I have gotten into um, some discussions slash. Uh, arguments with my wife recently. I wanted to get you as an impartial observer, uh, your opinion on some of these issues uh, and kind of see where you, where you stand on the important uh, items of the day. I think that's an expression Mm. people say. Uh, So microwaves, you're familiar with them. I'm waiting for a response. (laughs) I I don't want to presume with you because you, you, if you told me, Eric, I've never used a microwave before, I would find that I would be doubtful, but I would not be certain that you were uh, lying. Yeah, no, I'm, I, uh, yeah, no, I'm okay. You know, I can work myself around a microwave, you know. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, how you'd say it? I would say that that way. Yeah, just work your way around sure, a microwave. Yeah. It turns out there's multiple ways of testing food temperature when something comes out of, like, a microwave, if, for example. Oh. And I never really stopped to think about it much, but my wife saw my method of how I do it, and she started making fun of me. And I find her method to be completely just impractical and silly. So the question then becomes to you, Ryan, how do you test if your food coming out of the microwave is too hot? Oh, test if it's too hot. Yeah, so like you, you want to make make sure it's not too no. hot. You don't obviously you're not just going to slam it in your mouth because then you might burn the fuck out of your the roof of your mouth and your tongue. So how do you test that the food's too hot? I don't. I <laughs> okay. My thing with like microwaves is like the pro, Like if it's only I don't even look if it's too hot. If it's too hot, that's good. I can let it cool down for a second. I can probably tell it's hot. I just if it's too cold, that's the only. Yep. I don't know if this answers your question, but like, if it's too hot, it's better. But how do you know if it's too hot or too cold? How do you test this? How, what's your method? So something. So, so, like so I, let me give I, you. I, let I me, feel, okay, let yeah, me give yeah, you a sure. scenario. Let me give you a scenario. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Here's my scenario. You're making a big bowl of popcorn. Okay. Uh, big bowl of popcorn for Ryan. He's going to sit down. He's going to watch his precious Mariners. He's going to so, enjoy a bowl okay. of popcorn. Uh, with uh, dairy-free butter. He's going to really enjoy it. His butt is not going to hate him afterwards. Uh, you take it out of the microwave, and you like you don't know if it's too hot. 
Like you, you're not sure. So how do you test it to make to see whether or not this popcorn's too hot? I feel like you st- you thought you stumbled a cup like upon a great question to like, but like first of all, popcorn can't be too hot. Like you could never have <laughs> popcorn. It. Like it's really like you could like you could cook like a soup that gets a little too hot, uh-huh. like for sure. Like that's hot, right? Or some like tikka masala that's a little too hot. Okay, that fine. Be too okay, hot. tikka masala. Well, then they, but, then but I'm changing. Pop- the- you chose popcorn out of all these things. I'm changing. That cannot be too. The scenario uh, to tikka masala. Tikka masala comes out of the goddamn microwave. You want to see if it's too hot. How do you do it? You wait like three minutes and then it won't be too hot. Like that's it for every food but in the world. You just wait three minutes. Uh, but okay. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if this job exists, Ryan. I'm going to tell you what you should be doing. I'm going to be your guidance counselor right now. Are you ready for this? <laughs> mm-hmm. If... And maybe some some legal folks that are listening to the podcast can tell me if this is a real thing or not. If there is a job that involves someone being a witness on a witness stand, and like that's your whole job is just being a fucking <laughs> difficult ass witness and being a pain in the ass uh, to get to extract any information from whatsoever, you should do that. That should be your job. Okay, I'm not disagreeing. I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I probably could do that really well. <laughs> But what I'm saying is your your whole like microwave argument like it just you over you're supposed to like make it over you make it a little bit hotter than it should be and then you just wait a second like what do you do you just, what do you do do you just dig in I dip my tongue in it <laughs> no matter what it is I put my tongue on top of it just the tip of my tongue I put the tip of my tongue on it and that's how I know if it's too hot or not. So popcorn works great for popcorn. Tikka masala, you dip your tongue in the top of the tikka masala, you will instantly know if it's too hot or too cold or just right. Yeah. That, okay. Heather will take like a little spoon and like I dip think it you in. You talked a lot of shit about me right there, but like then you just landed with I dip my tongue in it. Yeah, I dip my tongue in it. And I'm not the only one who does this either. I know of at least so, one other man that dips his tongue in it. Why though? Why? First, okay, there's a couple problems with your method. One, how deep are you dipping it into the middle? Of the sauce, or are you just dipping it onto the top? Usually surface level. Well, there you go. Like, if you get into the middle, it could be a lot cooler in there. Well, it could be. Well, how are you rectifying this? What how does do you Heather ad- say? What does Heather say? Like, Heather what, thinks I, get, I assume she says you're wrong. Like, yeah, she does. She does. She thinks that it's silly, and she and anytime she sees me dipping my tongue it's on a the joke. thing, that it's not. Yeah. A, no, it's serious. I don't want to waste cutlery unnecessarily. You know, if it's too you know cold, then you know. What do you mean waste cutlery? I don't want to waste cutlery. You just put the same cutlery back in when it's ready. Oh, well, then it's got cold sauce on it. It's got cold tikka masala on it. I'm going to mix the cold tikka masala on the spoon, crust it up on there with the hot bowl? Yeah, you're wrong about this. Well, how do you determine? I know you want it. You just, are are you telling me that you just nuke everything to such a degree where there's no possibility of it being too cold? I really do like nuke the shit at like I don't burn it. I okay. don't make it so it's like coming out like that. I but I over if it says four minutes and then flip it for yeah. two minutes yeah. on the other side, uh-huh. I do it for like three minutes and then I do it for another minute on top of the four and three minutes. Okay. That was already over the two minutes. That's how I do it. <laughs> okay. Good. Give Jesus, me Jesus, Eric. Like Okay. Uh, you just dip your tongue in it, though, so like you're fucking superior to everybody. Like, yeah, basically. I mean, that's the idea. Uh, yeah, it's it's effective. It's you're taking the tools that God gave you: fingers, eyes, nose. Why don't you tongue. dip your finger in it? Like, that's un that's unsanitary. I don't know where my well, I do know where my finger's been, and I'm telling you, it's very unsanitary. 
I trust my tongue far more than that, and it's got to go in your mouth anyway, so your tongue's going to get acquiesced to it sooner or later, so why not just introduce the tongue first, and then you know right off the bat if it's too hot for your mouth. I, I'm not saying, like, you're wrong. Like, you just, like, you can't yeah, shit on me for, like, half this time and say my methods are fucked up when all you do is dip your tongue on the surface and call it well, I was trying to figure out, it's not even that I have a problem with your method, it's that you were not full disclosing you your did. method you, you to were me. Like, you were like, you were like, someone should just put you on trial and have you as a witness who would just fuck everything up. That's yeah, what you said. Because it's impossible. Gave you my it's impossible to get any straight answers from you. You always dance around every single goddamn question. If, if I told you exactly what I do. Like, I told you what I do, and I think it's... You know, and then you didn't like it, and you're like, "Oh, well, you should just fuck everything up at a trial." As a as someone with a communications degree, I don't think that you were speaking clearly <laughs> enough. I and I'm like kind I, of an expert. I, I, I broke it. Down. I gave an analysis on what I did. If it says four minutes and then two minutes, I do four minutes and three minutes, then flip it and do one more minute. I fully broke it down, Eric. And <laughs> you did not get into that level of detail before, sir. I'm, I'm, I did. You're gonna have to go back and look at the report. Now, oh, now I'm just okay. now I'm all hyped up. Okay. Like, well, this microwave debate. Good. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it sounds like uh, you're a very poor microwave man. So we'll we'll see how this goes. You should test my method out. Oh wait, I did want to go over one quick thing with microwaves. Um, so just saw a post about it. I put a bow on it, Ryan. The bow is attached. <laughs> you put a bow on baseball, Eric, really quickly, and 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 that was it. You you left the microwave. You didn't say, "Oh, we have to wrap up this Microsoft microwave conversation with a bow." Baseball. You're like, "Oh, two minutes. That's all that's allowed." <laughs> uh, you, don't even, okay. you don't even like that sport. It turns out, Ryan. Don't okay. give me all. God damn it, Eric! Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't name uh, two players. <laughs> You I know as many that. baseball. You know more professional wrestlers at this point than you do both baseball players. Well, don't like. Let's not test that. Like, <laughs> um, okay. So the question was: Is it more efficient to set your time on the microwave when you go to you know enter, like a couple minutes? You know, you're in a microwave or something, or to just hit the start button or the add thirty seconds button four times? Okay. Okay, who I didn't ask you this question for the record. I didn't say you asked me. I said it came up. <laughs> okay, and it was okay. a microwave related question, so I feel like you know, if we're ta- you know if we're talking about microwaves, let's let's get into so, it. So, okay, say say that again. So you're saying you're you're proposing whether it is more effective to do the thirty second button multiple times or just to hit the two button? Correct. Or yeah, or okay. for a set amount, whatever you want to like, you know, say it is. Well, would you do you set your time or do you just hit? the plus 30 second button until you get there. So it, on my microwave, if I just hit 30 seconds and I don't have anything set, it just does max power for 30 seconds. Um, you don't always microwave on max power. No, a lot of times I'll do like 50%. I didn't even know there was a fucking option for 50%. Okay. I'll do like a, a lower powered uh, uh, thing many times. On what kind of food would you do 50% for two minutes? I don't know, like a bread-based thing. Why don't you just do 30 seconds at full power? Because mm, then the middle's probably not going to get uh, the heat. I don't know. Middle's fine, Eric. Middle's just fine. But you got to put a little... This is a, this is a callback to a former wisdom tree that Ryan shit all over, by the way, as he often does. You, when you're doing a bread product in the microwave, you got to get a half full shot glass of water, throw it in there with that bread. I don't think I shit on that. 
<laughs> you did, you did. You were like, everybody knows that, Eric. There's not a new piece oh, of information oh, okay. for See, anybody. That sounds like, okay, exactly. Like, you act like your fucking wisdom trees are so, like, yeah. but everyone fucking knows that. Like, I didn't shit on the idea. Like Sometimes Jesus, people Eric. have, you know, been living in sheltered lifestyles, and they don't know right. things about, you know, they microwaving know bread or, on microwaves, like. or pond maintenance. So these are important <laughs> things. The, how to okay, take okay. care of your printer. Important shit. Yeah, these, I'm just I'm hit. I'm getting all the hits. You know, all the people that say that invisibility is their preferred superpower are fucking perverts. You know, important stuff, Ryan. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> things people need to need to hear. Yeah, did, yeah. did I answer your question? Can we can we put yeah, a bow did, on yeah. the microwave thing? Let's put a bow on it. Let's put a bow. Okay. On it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's put a bow. Yeah. The bow bow is attached. Bow is attached. We came to, the to the fork in the road, and we went two different directions on the microwave. Uh, yeah. I hit you with a curveball sure. that you weren't expecting. I felt like you when I when I asked you a question. I think I knocked you out of the park. Like I think I took <laughs> your curveball and fucking knocked you right out of safe. Guys. Yeah, I mean that's a good reference for somebody who actually knew any baseball players. Uh, speaking of baseball, I have a question for you, sir. <laughs> sort of, sort of. Wow. Um, I I have a story about this, and I also just want to get your kind of general opinion. Being a child of, you know, you experienced the '90s as everyone else. Uh, would have. You were granted a young lad at that time, but I, I still would value your opinion about this subject. So one of the things that was, you know, a big deal throughout the 90s, performance-enhancing drugs. Fuck yeah. I have, there's there's two parts to this topic that I wanted to to make mention of. Let's start, okay, let's start with this. Uh, what are your What are your general thoughts about performance-enhancing drugs? It can be about, like, sports, whatever, whatever, what's your take? So I mostly know them through ba- I know they're all over the place. You got your Lance Armstrongs, you got your Brett Boons, like Brett Boons. But I uh, Hard Mark episode 40, 42, the official episode of Brett Boone. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. Dedicated to to Brett Boone and Jean Ramsey. Brett Boone, as an eleven year old, I knew that guy was fucking ripped as fuck on steroids. Like I knew he was fucking and I didn't give a fuck. He he was <laughs> I was his biggest fan. Like, I loved the guy to death. And I knew there's no way he's not injecting himself in the ass or whatever every day. Every day. Like, Brett Boone was not a great player before 2001. And he was, like, the best. The cockiest, <laughs> best bat-flipping, home-run-hitting, you know, second baseman the Mariners have ever Kids had. stealing wheeling, dealing, oh, limousine-riding, jet-flying, son-of-a-gun, Brett Boone. And... And ask any fan, like, what the two most exciting years were, like, in recent history. It would be 1998 when you had Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa going at it, or 2001 when you had Barry Bonds going at it again, you know, the home run single season. And then he beat it in 2008. The guy was ripped on steroids. You could, you could be on steroids, Eric, in base- and this is baseball. Maybe I shouldn't speak about other sports because, you know. I mean, you were but- looking to be dead in my soul right then. Eric, you could be on steroids. <laughs> You could be on steroids. It doesn't mean you're going to be able to hit a baseball. That's one of the hardest things to do in sports. If you hit a baseball and just rip it on steroids, more power to you. Literally. <laughs> Literal power. Yes. I love it. I love it. Bring steroids back to the game. Like, <laughs> you know. Do you have an opinion? I, here I was thinking we were putting a bow on baseball, but I think we've taken the bow out. We've unwrapped that gift. The, the gift of baseball's back, everybody. Uh, do you have an opinion about people who, like, clearly were doing performance-enhancing drugs and, like, went into respective halls of fame and whatnot? Clearly, oh, yeah. So, like, I think that's a different conversation. 
But like, sort of. Like, I you have <laughs> okay. to balance it. Like, I don't know how to. Like, it's unfair that Barry Bonds is taking over a, a historic like record uh-huh. uh, of like Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron. Like, that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not cool. Like, I mean, it is fine. Like, it's it made the season fucking awesome, and I love watching it. And, like, <laughs> I want more of it. But, like, you should probably put, like, so if they've been, I don't know if they're convicted. I know they went to, like, Congress, like some of these players did. But, like, if if they have been known and tested positive for steroids, there should probably be an asterisk in front of their name. That's what I think. They can go into the Hall of Fame, but, like, their record should have, like, some sort of label saying these players took steroids, which, you know, some people might think is awesome. Some people like my, right, like yourself, but it's, yeah, I love it. I fucking had a great time <laughs> watching that. I just think like, it's unfair to like compare the guys who were like ripped on steroids to like maybe the players who weren't, but maybe they were, I don't know. Was there, yeah. was there, I don't, that's, you know, a whole other thing, but yes, they go to the Hall of Fame. They're great baseball players. It's just put an asterisk next to their records. Would be- I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you were so pro steroid, and then you have a somewhat tempered uh, reaction to this Hall of Fame debate. I think you got to be fair. Like you know, those guys did it without steroids. Those guys are legends. You know, right? You ever watch the Sandlot? I've, I've seen. Yeah, I just saw it for the first time this past summer. I'd never seen it before. Great movie. It's 37. Legends never die, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. something like that. The great Bambino. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but those things made baseball. Like those, those people made baseball what it is today, and like you know the whole like excitement and like you know how we kind of like view baseball. And then, but you have like baseball today. You have fucking like really steroided up jack baseball players, and it's just different. You got, but you gotta like you gotta make mention that these guys did it. I don't know. That's my feeling about it. But I don't give a shit if you want to do steroids, like. Okay. So, was, well, that, is, am I making sense? Of, is yeah, that, yeah. No, is, yeah, no, this okay, is yeah. fine. No, this all okay. makes sense to yeah, me. I understand. Yeah. Uh, so there's a there's a second part to this discussion that I wanted to get your opinion on, Ryan. Uh, <clears throat> so as you're aware, you're you're very well aware because I remind you every single time that we talk, I'm coming to visit you Memorial Day 2022. And on uh, one of these events, there's a number of things that you and I are going to be doing, Ryan. Not only are we going to take Ryan to his very first live professional wrestling show, which I'm very excited to be a part of, uh, but another thing that we're also going to be doing when I visit Ryan is a Steinholding contest. So Ryan's second Steinholding contest, he's going to try and, you know, uh, defend his undefeated record. Uh, if you have not yet seen the video that we posted of Ryan defeating young Colton uh, at Steinholding, uh, you know, picking on someone half his size, then, uh, you know, you can check it out on our YouTube channel. Well, Eric. What? I mean, now now he's half my size. Before, he was going to fucking, like, destroy me, like, the entire time. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got a significant weight. Of, you've got, like, you know, 60 pounds on him, at least. You know, if you want to be proud of it, then, you know, who am I to... <laughs> This is this is just this is a classic Eric move right here. You now you've shifted and like ruined me over something that like you gave me. So let's just carry on. Like we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll carry on. We're we'll carry gonna, on. Yeah. So uh, I recently, over the past like month or so, have started easing my way back into weightlifting, uh, working out 
with weights, you know, tracking my progress, that sort of thing. And like, I've, I've, I've been making progress I, slowly, but surely, you know, adding a little bit of weight here and there, uh, as a, as a near 40 year old man, I'm not going for like super heavy weight and super low reps. I'm going for a little bit more reps, but I also think, you know, that's if I'm training for this Stein holding contest, you know, Stein holding is all about endurance. You're not going for, for weight. You're going for just, can your muscles, you know, last long enough. So one of the thoughts that I had, uh, as I've been doing this training was, you know, maybe I could use a little bit of an edge, maybe something could, I could get something that'll help me out with getting my muscles to kind of recoup, bounce back a little bit faster, give my little bit, yeah. a little bit of performance. So Ryan, I have a, uh, a thing of creatine sitting in my pantry. Uh-huh. So and I've I've had this for quite a while. This is not like I, I've I've dabbled in creatine here and there. Uh, I've had my my phases, and I was like, you know what? I should just do a cycle of creatine. See if see if I get some more gains, some more results that way, and just see how it plays out. Uh, I took I put a scoop of creatine into my smoothie in the morning. Yeah, today. No, this wasn't today. This would have been uh, uh, yesterday, the day before, okay. very recently. Within this past uh, just couple of days here, and and I uh, and I you know it was fine, it was okay, and then later in that day, <laughs> I experienced something that I have never ever experienced before in my entire life. And in those moments, you're always just like, "What the fuck is going on?" And like you're trying to rifle through your brain to figure out like, "What did I do differently yeah, today yeah, yeah. that I don't ordinarily do to cause this?" But basically, like, have you ever had, I'm sure you have, but have you ever had a, uh, like a muscle spasm? Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but with your heart. I, I could feel what I can only assume was a heart palpitation uh, the other afternoon. And like, I was working at my desk and I can feel my heart beating super hard. Like, not that it's pumping like fast. But it's pumping hard, and like it took it took me back to the point where I like went into like a yoga pose down on the ground to try and just like calm myself, and like that was going on for probably the better part of like an hour, and then it finally just sort of dissipated. Oh shit! So that's a long time. Man. Long story short, I don't know that I'm going to be doing any creatine b- before our big contest. <laughs> but I think I think you have to weigh Eric whether or not. It might be worth it to be me <laughs> in Las Vegas. So, right. like, that's going to be up to you yes. and how you want to, like, move forward. But, like, just pros and cons, you know? Right. Like, I mean, so if heart, I'm... like, issues or, yeah. you know, just... Yeah. If I'm lying in a hospital bed during, I don't know if that gives me an automatic victory or, you know, if you take pity on me in that it case. It would, Eric. I would give you an automatic victory okay. if you're lying. From too much creatine, I would give you an automatic victory. <laughs> like, for, for prepping for this event... <laughs> With like some sort of performance enhancing, right. like mati- like I would give it to you. I would just say Eric fucking won. I would beat Colton and fucking give you the victory over both of us. Like that's how I would do it. Like <laughs> I've yeah, taken so. creatine like multiple times over my life. Never an issue. Never a problem before. But like that one day. Holy shit, I was getting scared and I was just trying to like fucking no sell it around my wife and luckily it all went away. So I don't know. I might ugh. I saying this out loud it sounds dumb as fuck. Like why would you even bother? <laughs> but I might try it again but just like with less of an amount. I didn't think I did all that much before, but maybe maybe I did. Uh I did what the 
thing recommended on the side of the container but yeah so we'll see we'll see if the performance enhancing okay. drugs okay maybe i'll go in for some hgh injections between now and then well, just say. just know regardless of what you choose for your like drug of choice in this met like if you end up in the hospital for it you do win i, I give it to you <laughs> so i'm just, glad that i can know. fall back to that i just I respect your like preparation for this and I respect your dedication and like, mm-hmm. uh, it means a lot to me. And you know, I would never fucking have you take a loss in a hospital bed. I would just give you the win. Okay. I, I appreciate uh, you being the bigger man about that. Um, yeah. which speaking of which one thing I, I, uh, I just thought of right now, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's now post September 18th. Are you, are you ripped to death? Well, like it depends. Like some would, some would say, like possibly they could consider like someone like myself in this current state ripped to death. It would just, it would depend on who you asked and like what you were looking at and and all the variables that life has thrown at me. But it would depend, possibly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, his audition to be professional witness Ryan Murphy. So if you need him to uh, give non answers up on the stand, <laughs> this is this is his audition. It. Have have you let me okay let me hit you with this because I know that you're not ripped to death by well, a, a ripped we, to death would, is not a would, phrase so like that's depend. there's no definition okay. of that because okay, it's not Eric, a thing people say you don't know for sure like once you're ripped to death like you just see it like right. you describe someone as ripped to death you know you come ripped to death to a party that guy's ripped to death that's that's the next hard mark shirt ripped to death uh look for it on the uh the shop that is available through our link tree by the way uh hardmark podcast all the merchandise get your brand new ripped to death shirt uh, or hoodie available there uh you can also find our various social media platforms instagram facebook etc twitter uh it's all up there on our link tree follow us subscribe uh rate etc we really appreciate it but uh <laughs> Have you have you gained or lost any weight since you moved to Las Vegas? I haven't bought a scale yet, but but if you had to speculate, I think so. Like I had a bad week last week, Eric. I was on the I was in the process of getting ripped to death. I wasn't <laughs> taking performance enhancing drugs such as yourself. Right. I was doing it all naturally. Like, yeah, uh-huh. and I was doing really well. I was you know having you know I was having some good meals, some good. I wasn't really working out, just some good meals, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and then I had a bad Monday, and I had pizza, and that led me to be just be like, "Fuck it, the rest of the week you just you'll start next week." I'm on like Friday of that week, so I potentially gained a little bit of weight. Okay. Potentially, sure. we're not sure. We lost some weight. It's been a cheat week, is what you're telling me. It's been a cheat week on week two of one or two of two. Right. I cheated. <laughs> you're a cheater. Uh, and that's okay, Eric. That's like for all the people out there listening. Yeah. And they're just starting on their journey of getting ripped to death. It's okay to cheat. <laughs> you have to cheat. You're not you're not gonna succeed if you don't have right. some cheat weeks in between. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna gather ourselves mm-hmm. starting Monday. Right. And we're gonna get back on this path of being ripped to death. That's right. It's it's Jan- it's it's New Year's, everybody. If if that doesn't yeah. inspire you, that speech right there to get ripped to fucking death in twenty twenty two, nothing nothing will. Nothing will. The hard mark fitness challenge, ripped to death by Memorial Day. Follow us on our <laughs> f- follow us on our fitness journey. 
performance enhancing drugs are not yeah. just ripped to death. It doesn't matter how you get there. Yeah. You just get there. You like, fucking cheat. <laughs> you can you, take drugs. If you have to cheat, you get there. You right. Brett Boone your way to fucking rip to death. Like <laughs> That's uh yeah, the, I'm a hundred percent on board with this. And you know, it, maybe you didn't work out for the last month. Maybe you saw The Rock's Instagram post where he posts like fucking a dozen pancakes and you're like, you know what? I can do that. The Rock's in great shape. And then you just eat a dozen pancakes without actually moving from your couch in that day. That's fine. You can cheat. And if you don't cheat, you're like, you're, are you really even trying? You're not in this journey with us. Yeah, you're not in the journey unless you cheat to get ripped to death. You have to like give yourself some leeway. Right. As much as you want. But like, be on the path, right? Like, be on constantly on the path That's to right. get to death. Yeah. Uh, follow Ryan Murphy on his TikTok as he chronicles his fitness journey <laughs> to becoming uh, Ripped to Death Ryan Memorial Day 2022. Uh, <laughs> anything, anything else on your mind that we should chitter-chatter about before we talk about wrestling today, Ryan? I, I think we got it. I feel like I'm hyped up about, like... Where I'm at right now, Good. This, uh, and I'm ready to talk some wrestling. So. Okay, perfect. Well, this is only going to take your level of hypeness from a from like a five to a ten. Are you sure? Like sometime? Well, okay. Like I don't know who's in this match. Would I lie? Uh, well, let's before I get in, we're going to talk about who's in the match. But before I do, real quick, and I want to just uh-huh. I'm going to level with you, Ryan. I'm just going to cut the bullshit. Okay, I know that you know <laughs> that the last few matches have not been very good, objectively speaking. I think we can probably agree been on that. four matches, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that we're on the same page about that. So, from the perspective of both the arts and the sciences together, it's been a bit of a rough patch these past few matches. So, the last time, just so you're, you're, you're aware, actually, Ryan, the last time that we had a match that was ranked in the top 10... That was 10 episodes ago. So we're now recording right now episode 42. That was episode 32 between Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Brett Hitman Hart. Uh, that was the last time, and it's been a while, uh, that we had a match of the top 10. I wanted to tee up something that I thought you might enjoy, Ryan. Wow, what a nice guy I am. So I combed through the data, and I think I have a great combination of competitors that you've enjoyed previously... And following the laws of inertia, which is science, objects in motion tend to stay in motion. And wrestlers that Ryan likes, he tends to continue liking. So let's take a little stroll down memory lane. And we're going to revisit one of our favorites here on the program. It's been a bit since we've seen this gentleman. And his name is Cactus Jack, also known by his real name of Mick Foley. How's that grab you? He's fine. What the fuck? Yeah, why? Okay, I'm gonna need a little bit more from you. He was in the fucking deathmatch episode. We spent a significant we, portion. Is this is this part of it? Like, Dev, we like. I thought you cut it off right there. Like, what do you mean? Cut off what? Well, is this? Did you want me to like have a podcast reaction? That was. Well, <laughs> you cut it off. You're like, we're we're cutting to video, and then you're like, how do no. you feel about that? No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not cutting to video. No, it's not a cut to video thing. Oh, no, just oh, okay. no. So we're gonna you, revisit Cactus Jack. In this episode. 
Well, fuck yeah. Like, let's revision them. Like. <laughs> there we go. See, that's the fucking response I wanted. So the last time that we saw Cactus Jack was all the way back in episode 30. So it's been a while. Uh, that was the deathmatch episode where he defeated three other men over the course of one day using barbed wire, thumbtacks, beds of nails, and explosives to become the king of the deathmatch. Since that point, Cactus would bounce between the United States and Japan with his primary United States employer being ECW, which we've seen some ECW matches in the past. We're very, we're very familiar with ECW by this point. So Cactus Jack made a name for himself with his hard-hitting and fearless wrestling style, but it was in ECW that he came into his own in his interview skills. So Jack would deliver some promos that are widely considered to be some of the greatest in pro wrestling history, showing both incredible intensity and also showing off his comedic side. Now, during that run in ECW, Cactus finally caught the eye of high-level executives at the WWF, who finally had the ammunition that they needed to convince Vince McMahon to sign Mick Foley. Any questions so far? And we're going to delve into this whole signing process of Cactus Jack good, slash Mick good. Foley going to the good. WWF next. No, let's, uh, let's proceed. Okay, all right. Now, <clears throat> I don't know if this is a shocking revelation or not, but Vince McMahon had a lot of resistance over the years to the idea of bringing in Cactus Anything. Jack. <laughs> yeah, uh, but of especially of bringing in Cactus Jack. So at one point, he even stated that Cactus Jack would never step foot inside of a WWF ring. In particular, he described Jack as looking, quote, too sleazy for the WWF. Uh, however, Jim Ross, one of the most famous commentators of all time and the head of talent relations for the WWF at that point, would not relent, and he insisted that he wanted to bring in Foley. Vince reluctantly agreed, but he told Jim Ross, quote, You're going to find out what it feels like to have a talent break your heart due to McMahon's certainty that Foley would ultimately fail in the WWF. Which is kind of a weird thing for like the head of the company to say to somebody, but I don't know. I guess he was just so fucking confident that Cactus Jack was gonna not work that he said that. Yeah, Vince McMahon, dude. That guy <laughs> always. I, every time I think there's gonna be like something that's like, oh, like this is gonna be a nice step into like you know WWF. It's always Vince McMahon that comes up and like fucks it up a little bit, like he doesn't agree <laughs> with it, like you yeah, know. It's uh, pretty much true. So, yeah, and just everywhere. It doesn't. He's a genius and he's also a fucking idiot simultaneously. So, you know, that uh, that happens. So, against all odds, Foley, Mick Foley, was hired by the WWF. But similar to some of the other guys that we've talked about previously, Stone Cold Steve Austin, for example, Vince McMahon insisted that he be repackaged. So, Vince wanted to scrap the Cactus Jack character, and instead he pitched the idea of Mason the Mutilator, which was going to be a masked character meant to simultaneously make him appear deranged while also granting Vince McMahon's wish of covering up the sleazy-looking Foley. Uh, so Foley went, around, went along with it to a point, but he knew that the name Mason the Mutilator was doomed to fail. If he showed up in the WWF as that, people would just shit all over it because it's a fucking terrible name. So on the fly, 
during a meeting with uh, McMahon, Foley proposed the name Mankind, with the hook being that during his interviews, he could reference the future of Mankind or the destruction of Mankind, and then it could either be about Mankind the Wrestler or about the entire human race. And luckily for us all, Vince McMahon agreed to the idea and Mankind was born. I'm sure you'll get into it. Is this like a, this a long-term thing or was this like a match thing? Like It's a long-term thing. He was Mankind okay. for the next several years. Interesting. I've never heard the name before. Like Mick Foley's probably most notable character, even more so than Cactus Jack, is Mankind. That's really where he oh, made a oh, name for well, himself. Fair enough. So, I, <laughs> yeah. Someone who just does a wrestling podcast, you know. You know. Well, that's why um, we're educating you. This is this is why yeah. you're like a 3.5 out of 10 now, Ryan. Uh, so over time, Mankind proved himself as a reliable talent and somebody that the company could count on to deliver in big matches as a main event bad guy. And after he beat The Undertaker and took The Undertaker's manager, one of your favorites, Paul Bearer, for himself in August of 1996, Mankind then earned his first ever match for the WWF title in September of 1996 in Philadelphia on pay-per-view. His opponent is another man that we've seen before, and as a matter of fact, this man took part in our number one ranked match of all time. His name is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Ladder match. Ladder match, that's right. So unfortunately, this isn't a ladder match. The ladder is not going to make an appearance in this one, Ryan. I know you're probably disappointed. I'm a ladder guy, Eric, but like, it's all right. That's all right. <laughs> guys in the ladder match, I assume, like, he... He holds some respect and accountability across, you know. Yes, he's a he's a very good wrestler. I think I would I I would stake my reputation that Shawn Michaels, a uh, very good wrestler. So the last time we saw Shawn, as we talked about, was that ladder match at WrestleMania 10, where he delivered an incredible performance uh, in scientifically the greatest match of all time. Since then, Sean would go on to become a good guy and eventually the face of the WWF, winning the title at WrestleMania 12 in April of 1996. However, Sean was portrayed uh, quite a bit differently than previous champions who had held that title. So whereas Hulk Hogan has been pre- had been presented as a superhero conquering gigantic villains, Sean was making his name on delivering great matches night after night, basically guaranteeing that his match would be the highlight of every show and earning himself the nickname of the Showstopper. Which sometimes in business circles, I hear people say showstopper like it's a bad thing. It's not a fucking bad thing. A showstopper is a good thing because nobody can follow that because it was so good that like who would go on after that show. So for any tech, big tech people who are like, oh, this is, is this a showstopper? Like you're saying, you're just like, upset, a, you're upset about the interrupter deal. Now you're like bringing showstopper into this. W- wait, what interrupter deal? You, you brought up interrupters. In the tech industry, and now you're bringing up showstoppers. Oh, in the I tech brought up industry. disruptors, sir. Oh, okay. You're right. The original I, disruptors. They just. <laughs> so. <laughs> Who are real showstoppers for the industry, Ryan? They could be showstoppers. Like, yeah. I think you guys, yeah. Um, not that you... Which is a good thing. <laughs> Every time I was in a goddamn meeting and somebody would say, Is it a showstopper? In the back of my mind, I was like, That's a fucking good thing. Shawn Michaels was a showstopper and he was fucking great. Uh, but but even with that being the case, even with Shawn Michaels being the showstopper, not everybody loved Shawn, Ryan. I know that you can 
you can't relate because everybody loves you, but not everybody loves Shawn Michaels. So even after turning from a bad guy into a good guy, Shawn continued to make his entrance to his Sexy Boy theme song. I remember reading the lyrics out to you many, many episodes ago. Uh, His entrance had a little bit of a male stripper vibe to it, and he notably posed for a feature spread in Playgirl magazine. Oh. (laughs) I'll pause in case... I don't know if you have thoughts, but if you do, I'll let you... Uh, No, I mean, I just... I, I, you know, Playgirl, like, it's... it's, uh... Have you not heard of Playgirl before? Oh, no, I, I have. Like, I just... It's been a while since Playgirl like has even like crossed my uh, <laughs> my field of you know what I'm saying like sure no I, I I get it I understand yeah I don't so I granted I've never seen a Playgirl uh, in real life I don't know if they hang dong in Playgirl Shawn Michaels did not Shawn was like a very tasteful spread so he had so he's like the WWF champion at this time right that he does the the shoot the Playgirl shoot he's got the belt over his crotch. So that you can't yeah. see his wang. Hang dong. <laughs> yeah. Have you not heard that expression? No, I feel like it's probably out there, but I just, it's, that's a really nice way of like, <laughs> I mean, it's like an effective way of saying this is what you would think would be in Playgirl, but like, right. Actually, I'm not sure either. Like, I, not that yeah, I'm not he, gay, like, you know, but like, <laughs> you say you not know. that you're not gay. <laughs> it's just, you know, I've, not opposed to play girl, like you know, like right, like oh gosh, here comes here comes this gold dust spiel all over again. Brace yourselves, everybody. Oh gosh, yeah. Let's just carry on. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I have to say anytime Ryan is getting too out of bounds. It's like oh, here comes that gold dust thing all over again. Uh, <laughs> like two episodes ago, right? Like yeah. uh, so while while women obviously, and kids loved him. Many of the adult men in the audience did not accept Shawn Michaels as their hero in quite the same way that they had for a Hulk Hogan or a Bret Hart. Uh, So in order to give Shawn Michaels a little bit more of an edge and to show off a side of him that might appeal a little bit more to that audience and to the city of Philadelphia, who notoriously very uh, uh, bloodthirsty crowd, uh, he was set to defend against mankind in what was viewed as a major clash of styles. And so to cap the whole thing off, despite mankind defeating The Undertaker and taking his manager, Paul Bearer, as well as his prized urn, the specter of The Undertaker still looms over mankind. And I have a feeling, Ryan, that there may be some unfinished business between the two. Also... Famous Boy Meets World star Vader has been continuing to antagonize Shawn Michaels, who barely Mm. eked out a win Mm. and defended his title against him the previous month. So you have kind of the Undertaker and Vader lurking in the shadows uh, of this WWF championship match. So with all this going on, the, the question I will then pose to you, Ryan, can Shawn Michaels tap into a more violent side of himself to fend off his challenger? Will mankind prove the doubters wrong, crush Shawn Michaels' boyhood dream, and win the WWF championship? Well, I think it's going to depend on who can hang Dong. Like, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can say that about anything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, like, it's tough to say, like, you know, for me, like, this is a good thorough, like, introduction to this match, but, like, I need to see the background scenery of this, you know, I need to see it. Understood. That's who I am as a a wrestling fan, so, you know, 
I'll give yeah. you my thorough analysis afterwards, but don't. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Don't put me uh, on the spot with our viewers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, you you hold a lot of uh, scientific credentials with them. I understand. Well, with that said, let's see what is Ryan's record? I should double check. Let's see. So Ryan's record is twenty six and twenty two. You're making quite some headway. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead. We're going to watch Mankind versus Shawn Michaels for the WWF title. And with all that in place, we're going to watch that match. And we'll come back to you right after this commercial break with our thoughts on that match. Thank you very much, everybody. And hopefully Michaels is as successful as Jose was earlier on with Cornette. It's almost like Shawn Michaels is saying goodbye to the fans, to tell you the truth. We are back, live and in living color. We just watched Shawn Michaels defend his WWF championship against Mankind. Uh, what did you think about the match, Ryan? Did you enjoy it? It was a great match. Good. I'm glad fantastic. that you yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was the best match we've watched in quite some time. The best match in some time. It was a great match of all time. <laughs> it was a great match. Is it the greatest? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. We don't know yet. We haven't Follow done the science. Time. Yeah. And you'll find out. The science of the heart. So uh, let me go to the notes. So we watched the Mankind interview. Again, we'd seen this human being, Mick Foley, as Cactus Jack before. What did you think of, of the Mankind interview before the start of the match? You mentioned deranged. Deranged was a word that came to mind. For it's you. a weird guy. Like He's weird. <laughs> His whole interaction was, but like it was compelling. Like it made, like you know, like it was. I totally get it, but it was, yeah. it was weird. Like uh, wrestling type pre-interview. I don't know if I've seen one like that. Maybe I. It's possible to have, but like apparently, a lot of his interviews back in that era were uh, from the the bowels of the building and like the 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 boiler room of different buildings. Like that's where supposedly the mankind ha- character would hang out. Uh, before before his match, so I think that's where they were they were having this interview take place, along with his manager Paul Bearer. Who I mean, you've you've always been, you know, you, Paul Bearer's always turned your head. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I don't know how it couldn't turn someone's head. He's he's got quite he he cuts a striking visage. Mm-hmm. He's always there. Yeah, he's always lurking. He's always yeah. ab- out and about. Then we have the Shawn Michaels interview, uh, which I mean. I don't want to say that 100% of the reason that you picked Shawn Michaels to win this match was because of the interview, but it was for sure over 50%. He just looked like a champion as he was standing there, like, taking the <laughs> interview. And then, like, it was just, 
how like how humble he was about being a champ. He's like, I but you know, hey, like I'm fucking pretty good, but I don't fucking know like what's gonna happen. Anything could happen. I think you might be the only person that's ever described Shawn Michaels as being humble. No, oh, here we go. <laughs> Bring it on, world. Like, you want to review me? Give me four stars on iTunes because I'm. Let's go. Like I, <laughs> I'm here ready to accept your criticism of the review. Like, I also thought you provided a very interesting uh, insight into it of drama kid versus jock. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, look at the guy. Like, look at the guy here. Like, look at Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You know, I mean, just compared to the interview. Yeah, I mean, you have directly prior, or at least we cut. To, I mean, come on. Sure. Yeah. No, definitely cut the contrast in 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 what yeah. they were representing. Yeah. And the funniest part about the whole drama kid versus jock analogy that you made is immediately after you said that they started doing entrances and mankind made his entrance while being wheeled out inside of a casket, which is the most drama kid shit of all time. I didn't actually pick that up, but yeah, you're fucking right. Like that is, you can't get more dramatic than that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Then Shawn Michaels makes his entrance. He's got all the paraphernalia on. I remember he had like this rhinestone studded vest on that you said like, oh, I think you should keep that on for the match, which he did not. I like that vest. Like you sometimes have gear. Like I might go like shop for that vest if I can if I can find it anywhere. Um, Rip to death, Ryan might be able to pull that off. I don't know about current day uh, dad bod physique, Ryan. That's not what you wanted to say, Eric. You made it <laughs> nice, but, like. <laughs> Um, maybe a couple rounds of creatine, a couple of cycles. You, you might be, you might be yeah, up. Yeah. heart palpitations. You might be in, you know, in, in the, in the hunt. I loved it. I loved the way the guy was decored out. Uh, that was fantastic. I just decored out. It was really well done. Uh, and he carried on and he walks in the ring with it. And then, you know, I mean, you probably had to, you probably had to shut it, but that's okay. Sure. Yeah. So, th- so then we start the match. I think within like a minute of the match starting, you were already gushing about how uh, the word that you kept using was clean. Like what a clean match it was. Um, it had like it had like two two clean wrestlers and and a ref, like a clean looking. He did like I mean that ref was just like a referee, black and white shirt. Like right, you could have put him in the NFL and it would just look like a referee. Like you know. I mean, Earl Hebner would be very glad to hear that you described him as being clean, I'm sure. Um, there was also an abundance of glitter in and around the ring that Plus very time. quickly started getting all over both Mankind and Shawn Michaels. So that they were literally both glistening under the bright lights of Philadelphia. I'm a little surprised they don't do that anymore. Like, like where they just put, like, not maybe not that much glitter, but, like, a little bit. Just to make him glisten a little bit more. Like, mm-hmm. you put tiny bits of glitter all over, and they would just look like they were, like, sweating. I wasn't sure, but, like, that was definitely yeah. glitter because he had a huge, like, thing of glitter on him. Like, sure, yeah, <laughs> but, big confetti yeah, thing. Yeah. I remember the very first time I had watched this match, I didn't know what had happened before it. So, like, I thought that they did, like you said, just kind of, like, put a shitload of glitter on. I didn't real the match prior to this one had Gold Dust, who we watched uh, mm, face, and, and, and so he has a bunch of glitter in his entrance, and so all the gold glitter was, you know, in in the ring uh, when they. I mean, they could match. just sweep it off. Yeah, they could, but why would you? But when the match starts, they kind of go back and forth a little bit. I think the first like notable thing for me, anyway, Mankind rips up kind of the out outside padding outside of the ring, like the the mm. mats that are there. 
and as he's kind of like trying to like futz with it a little bit, Shawn Michaels kicks him and then just starts like stomping him like double footed stomps over the top of this padding while mankind is like laying underneath it. I think that's kind of when, and you were already, it didn't take you much to get invested in the match, but I think as soon as that move happened, you were, you were like a hundred percent sold. Like, okay, I'm on, I'm on board for this. Yeah. I mean, that was a good, good part. Uh, I, I think like, I'm having trouble like piecing together where I'm at here with, I remember like he was under the mat and he stopped him like several times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's what sold it for me for sure, but like, there was there was something attractive about the match. <laughs> it was Shawn Michaels. You were very attracted to Shawn Michaels. Well, Shawn Michaels. I mean, I think his hair was flowing at that point. Like, I mean, you can't not respect that guy. Like, you liked his flowing hair. You liked his chiseled good looks. I used to have it. You know, like, yeah, exactly. He reminded you of a young you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have that bit. Uh, Shawn hits a big cross body, so he just basically you know splashes on top of. Uh, mankind eventually there's a bit where like very early in the match sean is going for his finishing his his signature finishing maneuver the sweet chin music and mankind literally sprints out of the ring and runs away and starts like cradling the urn for you know safety like a child would would cradle a blanket that sort of thing uh they kind of start getting physical they start exchanging punches there's a little bit of pig squealing that takes place very similar to the old king of the death match back in episode 30 that we uh that we saw there. Then mankind starts adjusting the table. And I think, did you remember that that table was in play by the end of that match? Cause it, it would happen so early that mankind was like messing around at the table that you, you, you forget that that was like something that was put in place for, for later in that match. I didn't, I didn't know even, even to this point, like I didn't know he was messing with the table to set up a, like a finishing move. Sure. Uh, well done. Cause it was like, <laughs> if you have to set it up, it wasn't like too over the top, but yeah, they always fuck with tables. So it's not like, you know, <laughs> I fuck with tables. They always are fucking with like the now and then now it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like one thing that you'll notice as we get more into, into modern wrestling matches. So like, this is probably one of the better table items in a match that I've seen because it, it felt very sort of organic. Whereas, so one thing that you'll notice in more modern matches they have all this paraphernalia on top of the tables. Like they have monitors so that the commentators can see what the audience is seeing. Um, they'll have a bunch of other shit that's on top of the tables nowadays. The wrestlers now, when they're going to do a move on top of a table, they will spend a moment taking all of the shit off of the table, which like I get why, but from the context of like there are two people having a professional wrestling match, like why would you go through the steps of taking the monitors yeah. off and doing yeah. all this other bullshit? Yeah. So like they didn't do that in this match, and like I think it benefited greatly from that. Oh, in this match for sure, yeah, this, like yeah, no yeah, doubt, this. like that was. So so mankind kind of sets up the the table for literally what happens probably like twenty twenty five minutes later. Sean leaps over the table, smashes mankind face first into the coffin, and then I think what really escalated the match in your eyes, he suplexed mankind, and mankind didn't land on the stairs entirely, but his like calf, knee, etc., slammed fucking hard onto yeah, the, yeah. the ring steps, and yeah, then for the move. entire rest of the match, mankind was like selling that he hurt his, his leg in that. Well, uh, also, also like Sean just kept going at his, had his knees like the entire yeah. rest of the match. And that there's no way you look at that and you're like, that's a nice fake wrestling move. Like that, <laughs> that thing, like it, they even showed a replay and like sort of down that, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a, it was a good 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 hit right to the steel stairs or steel ladders, whatever you call them. Like, yeah, yeah the the small the small man's ladder, the stairs. Small man's ladder. <laughs> So, yeah, as you said, Shawn Michaels working on Mankind's knee for a little while. Mankind eventually starts to try and regain feeling in his leg. He starts not really stabbing himself, but stabbing himself with a pen in the knee, trying to try gain feeling in it, etc. Uh, Mankind. <laughs> sad, but, uh, you remember what I'm talking about, right? I do. I do. I don't know what that was, what he was stabbing himself with. but It was a pen, I think. It was a pen. A pen. That <laughs> Paul Bearer fills out a lot of documents backstage, okay? You yeah. don't know what sort of contractual agreements are happening. Yeah, yeah. So Mankind runs back in. Uh, at this point, Mankind is kind of going on the offensive a little bit. He starts, like, biting Sean, running knee to the face, etc. There was one point where Sean is hung upside down the ropes, and then Mankind bounced off the ropes and, like, smashed him with his hands a couple times. Leg drop to the back of the head, yada, yada, yada. A couple little, a uh, few more stair moves. So Mankind went knees first into the stairs, and then he went head first into the stairs right after that, which, you know, again, the small man's ladder, the stair. There was a bit where both men tried to suplex each other when they were kind of on opposite sides of the ring. So Sean was trying to suplex Mankind into the ring, and then Mankind was trying to suplex Sean outside of the ring. Eventually, Mankind wins, but Sean lands on his feet on the apron. Mankind charges headfirst into the post, which is another really cool spot in that match. Then we move forward a little bit. There is the hangman move from Mankind where... That's how he lost his ear. I remember pointing that out where he was kind of like hung up in the ropes. Now, the WWF ropes are a little bit different than a lot of other companies. Most companies use steel cable wrapped with uh, like electrical tape. The WWF use actual ropes with electrical tape over it. So it's a little bit different. It's got a lot more give to it than uh, a steel cable would. They're a little softer. A little softer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're trying to spring off of it, it does not have quite as much spring. Uh, bigger pussies like... <laughs> You can you can say that. I wouldn't uh, necessarily say that. But at this point, Sean starts attacking the hand. You didn't like Sean attacking the hand so much. Or maybe you were disappointed that he didn't hit Mankind in the head with a chair. I'm not sure. Maybe it was a combination of both. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he just, like, <laughs> I I don't know. I just, I mean, it's fine. Like, I just thought, like, it, it was excessive hand attacks, like. Excessive hands. You know, like you can go for the hands a couple, but he like it was like different ways he was going for the hands. Like right, right. You know, hey, that's my guy, Shawn Michaels. Gonna you know, like. But the chair stuff in this match was very good. So earlier in the match, we saw Shawn blocked a punch from Mankind by holding up a chair. So so Mankind like punched the chair, hurt his hand that way. Then Shawn took the chair, swept the the injured knee of Mankind so that Mankind was down on one knee, and then he had his hand up on the apron. Then Shawn smashes that hand with the with the chair. It was just talking about it now. I like it so much more than I did watching it because it played into. The first half of the match, which was I'm going to fuck this guy's knee up and then also set up the second half of the match, which I'm going to fuck this guy's hand up. Uh, let's see a little bit of back and forth here. That pile driver that we saw in this match was great. It was, it was That's uh, maybe the best pile driver that we have seen ever in. Uh, oh, in really? I don't know. I can't think of one that I liked as much as that. It just had like the perfect amount of force. Just looked fucking dead. Like there was that was towards I think when when Shawn Michaels kicked out of that pile driver, that's when you were confident that he was going to win. When that pile driver happened, though, you were like, I'm not so sure. 
it wasn't a bad pile driver for sure. Like it was a great now. pile. Yeah, it wasn't it, just not a bad like, one. I don't know, like I, for, for you to be like that's one of the greatest ones that we've seen. Yeah. Like the move was I think specifically shown like in a previous match. Like that was we've like seen oh probably ten pile drivers. Yeah, but I feel like you had like you like pointed and I and at the time when even you had pointed out, I was like, Oh shit, that's fucking crazy. This one was like it was good. It was good. But was it the greatest that we've seen? I don't know, Eric. I think you might be. I'm here to tell you that. Was it just a nat? Was it maybe just too like so natural that it was good? Like I'm not. I mean, I can't break down the science on why it was so great, but I just know it was the best one that we've seen so far. Okay. Just had All right. Well, a perfect yeah. amount of fourth run. Some would say. Some might disagree. Like well, as as the authority, I'm saying so. <laughs> that makes it true. And then right around that, when Sean kind of kicks out, now you're like fucking riding this wave of confidence now you're positive that he's gonna win that. yeah mm-hmm. uh, mankind is pulling his hair out uh he's throwing a big temper tantrum he doesn't know what he can do to beat sean he's throwing chairs into the ring he tries to push sean into the coffin that he made his entrance in sean fights his way out big flying forearm that you loved eventually they go back both of them go up to the top rope they crash through the table that had been set up 20 minutes beforehand that was the best was that your favorite part of the match? We're talking about pile driver, like that part. That was one of the greatest table throws I think I've ever uh, ever seen. Table table landings, I guess. I don't know. Like it just it off the top, and, and it looked authentic. It just looks <laughs> for the record. Like, for the record, everybody, he paused and and considered, do I want to say that word? And then he moved. It's been forward. a while, but like. You can't describe it any other way. Like, you know, computers are laid on him. Like, you know, both these guys <laughs> are down. Uh, and they both, and even the, even the couple, they're like, they're done. Just call it a match. It was pretty good. And so then they both managed to kind of crawl back into the ring. Mankind brings a chair. He starts climbing the top rope. He's got this steel chair in his hand. There's another chair in the cool. ring. Sean leaps off of the first chair does a jumping kick into the second chair, which then smashes Mankind in the face. Uh, that was and then, such a good moment, like underrated because it was quick. Yeah. Other shit happened, but like you can't like, pause for a second, Eric. Like, you can't yes. Just, that was amazing. That was a great moment after that <laughs> whole like table landing. And he just it was great. Like, like photographic. Like you, that, that's on posters as well. Like that's a poster moment. And even to to give you to give you a little bit of credit here, I think even after only having watched now, this is I think your forty ninth match that you've seen so far. I think you can kind of tell when certain things are like telegraphed of like, oh, this is going to be the next thing that happens, or like da 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 da. That was a spot that was set up so well that you didn't necessarily know that that was the direction that it was going in. Um, which I thought was like the strongest point of that. Like it was executed great, but mm-hmm. like just the setup of it was so organic where it caught you off guard and you're like, holy shit, which yeah. helps, yeah. helps the match in that case. And then really? right when that happens, that's when your boy. And when I say boy, I mean, boy meets world Vader runs into interfere and giving Shawn Michaels the win by disqualification. So Vader tries to attack Shawn. Shawn fights him off, knocks his nice big spot. ass out of the ring. Shawn wins. Really big guy, like, out of the ring, you know? I think Vader... <laughs> Vader was never, like, a little man by by any stretch of the imagination. But especially by this point, Vader had put on some pounds. Vader was a big fella at this uh, at this particular point in time. 
the fact that Vader was like in one of my favorite like childhood like TV shows, and then also <laughs> like that was come full circle into like the real wrestlings, just like makes a piece of me whole again. Like you know, like it's just it's that much. Like it's <laughs> uh, to see him, even I, even though he came in to fight my boy Sean, like it just. It's such a part of me, like you know. I don't know if I've ever come closer to spit taking than I did just that. <laughs> made you whole again. This made me, yeah. This whole when thing. you get when you get poetic, I really fucking like it a lot. Good. Poetic Ryan is maybe my favorite Ryan. So yeah, Vader runs in. Sean fights him off, and then when Sean's back is turned, that's when Paul Bearer comes in with the Undertaker's urn from behind. Uh, he smacks Sean in the back of the head with that. And so then Mankind puts a mandible claw on Sean. So this is all after the match. The match is over. Sean Michael. And the crowd's going fucking nuts. Yeah, no, it's fucking anarchy. Sid's running in. Sid and Vader are fighting each each other down the fucking aisle. Mankind comes up behind Sean, puts a mandible claw. He's got those dirty, sweaty fingers down Sean Michael's mouth. And then he's calling for Paul to open up the coffin. He's going to roll Sean Michael's in for a moral victory. And then the coffin opens and what the fuck happens? The goddamn Undertaker rises from the coffin, emerges, kicks mankind's ass, and then Sean Michael's poses to finish out the match. It's a lot to like. It's <laughs> a lot to take in. To, to take in, yeah, but it's a lot uh, to take in. What a what a solid, you know, piece of time that we spent there. Like, yeah, you know, no, it's was, really it was a really problem. good content. Uh, Philadelphia, the real. You want to see true wrestling fans? You go to Philadelphia. You want to see true any fans? You go to fucking Philadelphia. Like, <laughs> and that's where the match was hosted. Right. Fucking WWF, like that is it. Like, I mean, that's that's uh... the thing. That's the thing. Um, before we yeah. proceed forward, Ryan, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, so in this match, which we haven't seen this a whole lot, but we saw Vader show up, who was not a scheduled participant in the match. He showed up. He like got physically involved, which then the referee's like, okay, mankind's disqualified. Shawn Michaels wins because of outside interference. Like that's what happened in that case. Yeah. Sometimes there will be matches that just get so fucked up. Like there's mm-hmm. so much crazy ass shit that happens where it ends in what's basically determined to be a no contest. That's not what happened here, but sometimes it does happen. So I'm asking you just hypothetically, because eventually we may get to a match where this happens. If a match does end in a no contest, how should we address that? Well, it depends on how I call it. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I feel uh, like so, sometimes I like, like to throw like, a big, yeah, like a big wrench. Like that's, yeah, that's completely unfair. Yeah. Well, you're so. basking in post-sex glow right now. You have clarity right. of right. your mind, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so with clarity of mind, Ryan, what do you, what do you think? So, so I, I will say that we do. I've already said earlier in this episode, if anyone is looking for just a stand-in witness who can just badger uh, any lawyers and just be a big pain in the ass about getting any information, call on Ryan. We One thing that is uh, a thing in law, Ryan, which I'm sure you're well aware of, precedents. There needs to be precedents in things. So I will say, previously, we have had at least one match I can think of off the top of my head that did not have an officially announced winner and an officially announced loser, but we counted it as like, okay, realistically, who won that altercation? I'm fine with like doing it that way if you are, but I wanted to at least get your opinion on 
on this situation before we specifically said like, okay, if there's a no contest, how do we address that? That's a tough call for me, Eric. Because well, I'm it, you like, 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 okay, like I, in general, in general, like I'm fucking fine with a little bit of like, you know, like if there's some discrepancies, like we have to like sort of, that's fine. But like, if you're talking shit, like the whole fucking like prior to this, then I might not be okay with that. I might be like, I might want to call it technicality. Like, well, uh, that, I'm trying to avoid that right now. I'm trying to, to use well, you. It depends on how your attitude is during that round. I don't know. Like no, I mean, my attitude you, is you, you called me out during a microwave debate saying, Hey, like this guy could fucking blow a trial on. Now I'm fucking pissed. So like I want to now I'm going to fire back and be like, well, you know, Eric, like this is highly unscientific. I, OK, do I think it's OK? Yes, I think it's OK to like break this down. But am I going to like put up, you know, a piece for my case? Of course. I'm gonna put up OK, so 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 I think what we're coming away from is if there are any matches where in the future there is a no contest, we can basically say like, OK, who was who was the one that walked away with? The people like, oh, that fucking guy won that sort of thing. I think, I think I'm a fair guy. I think I'm a fair guy. Okay. Okay. In general. But I think I'm a fair guy. But like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you've made that abundantly clear. Yes. I mean, do you not think I'm a fair guy? I think you're I think you're an emotional and passionate guy. <laughs> have we had one of these matches where we, I know we've had no. some like, okay, so, so maybe at some point you should throw one of these in. And we'll uh-huh. just see, we'll see what happens. I think I'm a fair, I'm a fair, fair guy. Like, okay. I mean, I'll do, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. But, uh, okay. I, but I wanted to breach that subject now when it was. How wasn't. do you feel about it? Like, I said how I felt okay. about it. I no, think I'm fired I, up. I just got fired up for no reason. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You I'm won fine. the fucking match, Ryan. Congratulations. Of course I won the match. All right. God damn it. <laughs> okay. God. All right. But yeah, no, you won this match. This is not that's no bearing on our match here Obviously today. Obviously, I won the match. Obviously, why would he do anything else? Which that brings your record, man, to twenty-seven and twenty-two. This might be the highest you've ever been above five hundred. I call myself the Seattle Mariners of wrestling picks. The the Kyle Seeger of uh, of the greatest shortstop of all time. Greatest shortstop in Mariners history. Picks, yeah. yeah. Okay, so before we get to the ranking, last episode we introduced a new feature, a lot of positive buzz. Everybody's saying, like, this is what you guys needed to really ratchet it up to the next level. Joe Rogan thought, oh yeah, big time. So so I'm going to pitch it to you here, Ryan. I'm going to do this. In a world without rules, in a sport where only the strong survive, there's one man who has the guts to lay down. Murphy's Law. So, as we all know from last episode, Murphy's Law is where Ryan takes an element of this match, whether it be good or bad, that he thinks that aspiring wrestlers can utilize to improve their matches and and maybe something they can kind of adopt into their general routine. You know, maybe it's Shawn Michaels' humbleness. Maybe it's it's some other thing. I don't don't know what it is, but, but Ryan, what is Murphy's Law? The, the main takeaway from this match that, that aspiring wrestlers can can utilize for themselves. So, so first of all, anyone can take Sean's humbleness and yeah. implement that into their daily lives, right? Like, yes. you just got to be humble. Like, that, but yeah. that's, that goes without saying, right? He should have fucking grabbed his mask with all, like, his fingers and just, like, ripped, ripped that mask off his face. <laughs> like, that's what he was missing. That should have been his, like... 
sometimes your final move can be like a final move. Like that's fine. Yeah. You just have your final move. But like yeah. sometimes you need to really like tailor it towards your opponent. You know. Mm-hmm. And if you had just like grabbed him by the mask and like thrown him off or like you know whatever ripped his mask or like yeah that would have been i mean you rip that guy's mask game change drama student you rip his mask fuck i now now i can't hide behind this mask anymore like it was a game changer like so i thought for sure that your uh murphy's law for this episode was going to be like a positive thing because you liked the match so much i didn't expect that you were gonna you know, critique, like to be, <laughs> critique your guy yeah, your boy yeah. sean michaels to that level just a but, step that i thought he could take but yeah look yeah. for any opportunity to you know unmask your rival and, and get in their head especially yeah drama queen you know like, drama queen i understand yeah. let's do the science my friend let's fucking figure out where this thing is ranked this is a tough one uh the data <laughs> Yeah, let's go, let's take a look at the take a look at the data. This is match forty nine. You've almost watched fifty matches. Next episode is going to be the fiftieth match you've watched, which is fucking crazy. So based on your feedback from last time, because I do listen to you when you have good ideas, I tend to disregard you when you have bad ideas. Uh, but I did add. So now we have a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different categories. We have an equal fucking amount trash. of good. <laughs> yeah, we have fucking trash, fucking amazing, great, awful, yeah. bad, good, and okay. So we have. I think I okay. I like this. I like what you've done. I like what you've done. Thank uh, you. And I think this would go up there. This was a fucking pretty amazing match. Like, uh, so, so I guess I would make it in the top three. Is that okay? Right. So you, oh, so okay, yeah. I mean, if you're saying it's fucking amazing, then yeah, definitely. It was. It was a fucking amazing match. It really was. Like, wow. It could. I can see it bordering on just great, but like it was fucking amazing. I really did like it. I okay. thought the Philly background was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I appreciate that in a match. Uh, I know you do. But it's not, it's not a ladder match. It's not a ladder match. Okay. Okay. It's, so it's, it's not, not number, it's not number one. one. No. So Sean does not occupy the top. Well, I mean, maybe he'll occupy the top two spots, which does not dethrone the uh, first Sean Michaels match we saw. And I don't know, like, I don't know if this match could go like ahead of like one of my all time Japanese favorite matches. Like <laughs> but it's right. I, I think I think actually three's probably a fair spot to put this as long as it's just in like a fucking amazing bracket. Like it was a very good match. Like, okay, so you're so you're saying that we should expand the fucking amazing bracket yeah, to yeah, include yeah. this. This yeah, should just be third. Okay. No, yeah. I I think that that's a, that's a completely reasonable place to to put this. I think either three or four would be uh, absolutely reasonable here. So that's uh, for once you and I agree on the ranking of this match. Okay. All right. Perfect. New number three. Excellent. Well, you know, it's, it's so, I feel like these virtual episodes have had so much emotion in them and I wasn't really expecting that there's these ebbs and flows where like, sometimes we just butt heads like arch rivals and other times we, uh, we come together like we're best friends or lovers. And I feel like we've ended this episode you know, as lovers, which is which right, is a great right. great feeling for me. That's just a classic Shawn Michaels like vibe that gets put out. You know, like, <laughs> so so true, so true. What do I want to tell the people? Let me cue up the old uh, soundboard here. So it's time, everybody, for everyone's favorite segment. It's uh, much better than Ryan's corner because Ryan isn't giving us any fucking juicy-ass gossip about his five fucking roommates. So so for sure, Eric's Wisdom Tree's better. And and I just blew the fucking lead. 
I buried the lead because this is a segment that everybody calls Eric's Wisdom Tree. Ryan, here's a piece of information. You're a 31-year-old man. Early, early 30s. Yeah, yeah, sure. Nobody's disputing that. I've told you, I think I've told you this before. Your body, like everybody wants to give people information about how when you hit puberty, like how your body changes and, and that whole thing, which is true. Puberty bodies change. But what not as many people uh, communicate about is in your 30s, your body also goes through quite a bit of changes. And so this isn't even the wisdom. But like I noticed uh, very early into my 30s, I started having to sleep with the pillow between my legs because my balls uh, would get in the way of stuff. And so I would, you know, have to sleep with a pillow so I wouldn't squunch my balls in between my thighs. That's not the wisdom. I'm just setting up uh, uh, things, ways that your bodies will will change, Ryan. I know that you're, uh, you know, you have to get up in the middle of the night to, to go pee a lot. So it's important that you get in a nice sleeping habit. That sort of thing. Again, not the wisdom. Here's the wisdom, Ryan. Here's another way that your body is going to change in your 30s. Do you get a lot of nose hair? I do have like one nose hair. You have one nose hair. Okay. That's going to yeah. be more in the future. That's going to. Do you have a nose hair trimmer yet? No, but I can feel this one nose hair. Like if I do that. Okay. Just right outside. It's like one outside the nostril. So you haven't started addressing this yet, it sounds like. Like, you're just letting that be as as it is for right now. I haven't had the time. <laughs> so busy. So rich and busy, that Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Well, let me give you a piece of advice. When it gets to the point where that nose hair, because it will continue to grow. I'm just being uh, transparent with you here. And there's going to be more. There's going to be more nose hairs, and they're going to keep showing up. It's just, that's what this fucking shit does. Do not pluck your nose hairs you need to trim them yeah why why would you ever pluck it oh some people some people prefer uh because when you trim them so like you and me we're we're men i'm assuming you shave every now and again uh you get a little bit of stubble when you when you uh when you trim right yeah but but you're you're not trimming you're not shaving the inside of your nose you're just trimming well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not shaving. But like, so what will what will happen when you do end up trimming your nose hair? It'll kind of feel like stubble. So if you were to like squeeze your nose like you were itching it, you would feel like stubble in there. So if that you like happen. cut it, if you cut it. Yeah, if you kind of like use a little electric nose hair trimmer and you start kind of rolling it around. Oh, oh, why don't you just cut it with little nose hair trimmers? I mean, you could do that, but that that's difficult to get kind of get the angle. Like we li- we live in a society where there's you know rules and and we live in a society. We live in a society. There's there's fucking robots. So you go in like, with like an actual like like little like no you in the nose trimmer. Yeah, they that's make electric that. ear and nose hair trimmers, so you can put stick that shit in your ear canal and in your nose yeah. nostrils and trim all that stuff up. I would never pluck it. Fuck fuck those people. Like. So somebody told me, I I think I heard it on a podcast recently, somebody was plucking their nose hair and they ended up getting an infection that like got into their brain. So like it can literally, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, if you pluck your nose hair and it gets infected, which you wouldn't have anything, like there's nothing you could do to stop that. If it's just like the body's reaction, if it reacts wrong you could fucking die. You can get a literal brain infection from plucking your nose hair. So you got to trim. Do Is it a peaceful not... way to die? Like... 
Let's see. Just kind of like one of those unknowing, like brain infections that you just die in your sleep. (laughs) Am I selling you on this, Ryan? Why are you asking me? I'm just wondering, like, what kind of like death this is. You cannot commit suicide via nose hair plucking (laughs) until after Memorial Day 2022. I'm just saying that right now. Oh, God damn it. See here. So, yeah, it says you can get. Catch infections, bacteria, no. Yeah, like you can basically it's get. It's probably like, not quick. It probably hurts. Like, it probably hurts. Probably uh, a painful you, way to die. Yeah, I'm sure it's a painful. Yeah, anything with the brain. I, okay, so. Brain I, abscesses. You can get brain abscesses or, or meningitis from doing that. So, so trim everything. I would everybody. just agree, like, on a, on, a, on a for real, for real, like, fucking notes. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> You just don't. You're spending just, too much time on TikTok. When, when it, Seattle Ryan would have never said a for real, for real. You just fucking you, Las Vegas Ryan. Hey, God damn it. Okay, you just you just don't pluck like that. Seems like if you had to pluck once a month and it was like not risking like any sort of like infection, like you just still that would be an awful time of the month that you knew you were having to go in in the morning and like pluck your nose hairs. I'm looking at Las Vegas Ryan right now. He's he's clearly been tanning. Uh, he has frosted tips. I he's, live in the sun. Eric. He's, he's wearing oh, he's wearing an Ed Hardy T-shirt right now. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's at least two sizes too small. He's taking this to heart, everybody. I don't know. I'm I'm worried for him. I'm no I'm worried he may not make it to Memorial Day. For real, for real. For real, <laughs> That's a Seattle term, by the way. <laughs> That's. I've never heard it happen in Seattle. Well, That's Eric, I mean, malarkey. You're 38, plucking your nose hairs. So, like, <laughs> all right, I'm just I don't barely pluck. out of my 20s, TikToking my life away. So, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay, with that said, I think that we are all set. I think that concludes episode episode 42 of the Hard Mark Podcast. We are going to be back. Next episode is episode 43, because that's the number above 42. That's going to be on January 13th. So that'll be the first episode of 2022. So look forward to it. We'll give you an update on all of our creatine uh, habits, etc. So look forward to that. And if you are not hard, you should get hard. And once you get hard, stay hard. That's all, folks. See you in 2022. Well, I think it's going to depend on who can hang dogs.